Come with us down the rabbit hole. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. As we explore the odd and esoteric. If my answers frighten you, then you should cease asking scary questions. This is the AU Radio Underground Files. Underground Files. gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages gather around for the only freak show in the nation that the government still lets operate because we're a money laundering scheme for a corrupt congressman. I give you the underground files. Don't tell it. <laughs> in the first booth, we have a walking, talking owl bear in a hockey jersey. Don't get too close or he'll rant to you about Levian Satanism until you starve to death. It's Corey. It's accurate. A- Anton had some good points. <laughs> In the cage to my right, we have a wolfman, but no ordinary run-of-the-mill wolfman. This wolfman holds the world record for most livestock slaughtered using only eye rolls. It's Ian. You know, it's funny how fast priceless that they keel over. <laughs> He's you the smarm them to death. <laughs> Duchovny, please. In the tent to my left is our resident fortune teller, but the only fortune he'll tell you is that your fantasy football team is awful and will berate you about it until you cry. It's Jason. Katie, that's just what I told you. Your team was terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. Forgive me. Can confirm. <laughs> I'm the gator arm lady handing out pretzels who desperately wants to be a headliner. Katie from the podcast, and this is episode 15. <laughs> oh, the honesty is deep. I know, man. This was that one was uh, that was brutal. I loved it. <gasps> I missed you guys. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back to Underground Files, everybody. Do you oh. know what we're gonna do this episode? I don't know. You wouldn't have had to have missed us if it was a real concept. I do actually know what we're going to do this episode because I've already heard it, and now I'm coming back to record it. Because <gasps> you're a time traveler? Ding, ding, ding. Because we're going to talk about time travel, bitches! Circle gets the square. Oh, man. I'm sorry, boys. You're just too darn loud. This is Jim J. Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about a whole bunch of different time travel. We're going to talk about evidence of time travel, uh, time travel in media, what it means. I'm super excited. I'm I'm stoked on this. Like this is uh, again what what brought my attention to wanting to talk about this in the first place was not too long ago the CIA, uh, CEO of Apple admitted while in uh, Europe um, at a conference that he had seen a painting in one of the museums that had a woman holding an iPhone in it. Mm-hmm. It's it's quite obvious that she's holding an iPhone. Yeah. And this is a painting from 1600 and something. Yeah. And Banksy had nothing to do with it. Hey, you know, I mean, you can't <laughs> rule anything out. But. Okay. There's actually a lot hmm. of, I mean, it's not as apparent as that one because I have seen that one and it is very blatant, but um, there's actually a lot of different uh, examples in media where they, where you see modern technology in places where that technology hasn't been invented yet. Uh, one of the examples is if you guys have ever seen the movie, uh, Charlie Chaplin movie, the circus, mm-hmm. uh, there is an extra, I don't think they actually used extras. I think they just used a B roll of people Citizens. walking up and down the street. People even, um, <laughs> There's a woman clearly holding something to her ear that looks like a cell phone. Um, There's also a video of some factory that somebody was also doing B-roll for of a woman exiting a factory in 1938. Also holding a cell phone and and quite obviously having a very 
in-depth conversation. Yes. It, yeah. It looks like a flip phone even. Yeah. And a lot of, um, because you like see her close it and, uh, debunkers actually say that it is this certain model of hearing aid that was just a big, uh, block that had a cord to it and you put in your ear. The only problem with that is in both of these videos that you see this evidence of there's no cord. There's no cord. There's no earpiece. There's no nothing. It's just a black block. Yeah, I think the block that they're talking about, you would put the earpiece in and then like put the block in your breast pocket or something. Yes. Right, right. Yeah. No, you don't yeah, put this, it to your is, ear you at all. You don't hold the block to your ear at all. Yeah. That would be silly. Okay. I mean, I can see if they gave it to an extra, some untrained actor who just is like thrilled to be in a film and they're like, this is your hearing aid. You're deaf. That's your character. Then they, be, they might be like, uh, I don't know how this works. Do I hold it to my ear? But outside that. But they clearly know what they're doing and they're clearly yeah. talking into it. Okay, so let's be clear here. We're talking about time travel, but we're talking about time travel in the extent that, because we're all time travelers, we acknowledge that. Going forward, Jason, you're traveling through time. Corey, you're traveling through time. Katie, sorry. I'm doing something. You're going forward. (laughs) But we're talking about the time travel that goes back within our own timeline. Mm -hmm. Correct? Now, is this physically possible? Do you believe it is? Yeah. Okay. So I don't yeah. know if physically it is. Mm-hmm. Does physics say that it's possible? Okay. Yeah. Now this is where I wanted to, thank you, Jason. This is where I wanted to jump off. Um, in general relativity, yes, technically. General relativity? Potential. <laughs> so, yes, absolutely. Uh, it, it is technically possible. Um, is it practical? No. As far as the intents and purposes that we're talking about for time travel being a practical thing, a practicable thing where you could actually do something with it, mm-hmm. it's not Michael J. Fox with a DeLorean. It's not going to be that. It mm-hmm. just, according to... If you, if you, real quick, if you yeah. had a DeLorean, would you drive it all, all over or just from time to time? Only <laughs> if there were cocaine in the doors. That's the only time I would drive it. I just did not for miss purposes. the dad jokes. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, yeah, according They're back. to yeah. general so relativity, mad. yes, absolutely, you can time travel. Um, not in a sense that would be useful. Now, if you get into quantum physics, then you get into spooky theory. And Einstein even mm. brought that up. In fact, spooky theory, or spooky action, rather, is Einstein's term for time travel, which is to say, huh. I don't really want to mess with that. <laughs> oh, so he was an ethical scientist that was like, maybe we can. I don't think we should. That's a very fair point. Oh, he was one of the good <laughs> ones. So worried about whether or not you could. You never, uh, well, <laughs> decided whether you should. Well, there it is. <laughs> oh, my God. If yeah. you could put real Jeff Goldblum in there, it's probably much better. No, I like yours. Yours okay. was way better. <laughs> yeah, no, as, as far as quantum goes, yes, we can see, and, and just to get, I'm not going to dive too far down the scientific hole here, but if you talk about faster than light travel, and this is what we see in quantum action, you have two paired particles, right? They're mm-hmm. coupled, and over a distance, they act and react to each other, ignoring the speed of light, which as far as we know, according to general relativity, is our strict cutoff point as far as speed of action. And according to, you know, general relativity, that's where the spooky action comes into play because the particle uh, that responds to the action of the first particle. So what happens to one happens to the other, right? Yeah. And they should happen, according to general relativity, slightly separated. Right. Like, by, uh, like uh, 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 
springs in the pond, right? There you go. As yeah, it exactly. Spreads outward. Yeah, there's a, there's a time delay. Next, so right, speak. exactly. So it, you're right in the quantum physics, it that, happens. It's immediate. It happens when, at the same time. When we break down yeah. to it, we do want to speak specifically that the encounters that we're talking about now is is all with the thought of traveling back right. in time, exactly, and that's, not forward. Precisely, because we know, we know that we can travel forward in time. In fact, we know that if we launch into orbit and we travel faster than the standard speed that we travel at, we are time traveling. That right. actually happened to, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the story of uh, Sir Robert Victor Goddard in 1935. That's actually what I was about to bring up. Yeah, um, it was this weird, like, rift. Uh, what hap- So what happened, uh, he was a wing commander who was sent to uh, investigate or inspect an abandoned uh, airfield called the Drem Airfield. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar with the story, he was... Um he was flying there and it seemed totally abandoned. It uh, There was cattle everywhere. It was totally like unkempt whatsoever. Uh, so he's on his way flying back and there's this horrifying lightning storm and he decides to turn around. And after this lightning storm, it's, there's workers, it's fully maintained. There's planes everywhere. Planes are taking off. Planes are coming in. He had left 20 minutes ago and it was fully done and it was fully just abandoned so one of the big 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 things he was like there were yellow planes and there were people in blue uniforms walking around so he reported this back to the um i believe it was the uk government and said this is happening and they're like that's impossible that uh the people that were on this didn't have yellow planes and the uniforms weren't blue four years later of some sort of weird formality they reopened the drum airfield and they started painting the planes yellow and they and they changed the uniforms to blue this raises a very interesting question to me and this is something that i kind of wanted to get into a little bit later but it's it's this is a good time to bring it up we're also talking here about time travel as a perceptual phenomenon right yes as opposed to just a physical phenomenon mm-hmm. you know is is a psychic premonition the same thing as, <laughs> as time travel i no. You don't think so? I don't. I okay. don't. It could be. I, it, I, I feel. I, I feel like the the comparison is off because when you've got a psychic premonition, um, a lot of it is up to interpretation. Let's see, I think it depends on how you're. Like, I think there's a difference between feeling something will happen and seeing and it. Seeing happen. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in that way, I do, and being somebody who does believe in things like astral projection, yeah, I do yeah. think that yeah, you don't just project through space; you can also project through time, right. potentially. Right. Yeah. Um. So my favorite of these phenomenon so far is uh, the man that's it's it's commonly referred to as the time traveling hipster. Yeah, that was my next. Have one, you yeah. have you seen this one? No, no. Yeah. Um. So South Forks Bridge. Um. In Goldbridge, British Columbia, 1941, picture was taken at the opening of this uh, this bridge, and there's footage of all the people standing there, and there's a dude standing there in black, uh, like a black sunglasses with leather on the sides. It's got like Ray Bans. Yeah, but that you know that style's been around for a long time. But he's also wearing a T-shirt of a hockey team that didn't exist in 1941. Mm-hmm. And a hoodie, which was not a common article of clothing in that time. Um, so, which I, hockey team is it? It's hard to tell, oh. to be honest with you. It looks like an M. It does look like a big M. It's the San Jose Sharks. 
<laughs> it, that's doubtful. But, he, but he, the dude is wearing straight up a hoodie with a zipper on it. Like, that yeah. is not a common article of clothing at that time. Yeah. And he, he also has something weird in his hands. So my question to you, is this time travel tourism? I believe it is. Okay. To what end? Is it just a... For that exact... It's to sell experience. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. If, if, if it exists and it is a thing that is readily available to humanity, everybody's going to go back and look at and Oh, everybody's going to go see Kennedy get assassinated or whatever. <laughs> to, you know <laughs> what I mean? That's the first place you went? All right. It would be the first place I go. Same. I would go to the grassy knoll. It seems like it has beautiful verandas. But but I think if it's a thing like if you ran a business, like you discovered time travel mm-hmm. and you were like, How can I make the most money off of this? Because obviously the only people that are gonna figure it out are capitalist pigs, right? Okay, cool. So the next thing is how to market it. So what do you do? You send people back in time as tourists, like one at a time to a location where nothing happens you know that but it's like oh here i am at a soda shop in 1958 that actually super explains why one thing that i was having an issue with all of these like pieces of evidence of people on their phones and people wearing modern clothing and stuff it's like dude you could at least try to be discreet with it you don't walk around like on your iphone whenever you're doing this no they're stupid tourists how would it work though here's my question about this are there any examples of these sorts of images where the surrounding peoples seem alarmed by or alerted to this individual that stands out to us no well okay look because if they seem to blend into those around them in the photo then either they aren't actually there Mm -hmm. and nobody can see them at the time or they we we are perceiving it incorrectly because we don't know the things that were around in their time. That raises yeah. two very interesting literary points. I'm going to jump off here because Sound of Thunder, first of all, Corey, what you were saying, Sound of Thunder by Ray Bradbury mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It's, it's time travel tourism. Yes. And what Jason, what you're talking about is the, the, the non-perception of the time traveler is what Charles Dickens was getting at with A Christmas Carol. Okay. All right. It's the same sort of concept, right? Is is one you can actually impact the past, and in the other you just view the past. So right. one's okay. like a TV, one's like an actual participatory event. You know. Uh, so I like that you're uh, delving into. You know, are are you physically time traveling, or are you doing it in some other way, mm-hmm. uh, like a VR type of deal? Sure. Or even like like I was saying, something similar to astral projectors. I don't mm-hmm. know. The, there are modern examples of people being able to being able to capture apparitions or ghosts on pictures and images without trying to and not seeing them at the time, but then seeing them on the developed film. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's possible something like that is happening in these photos? Well, so I think um, so. I think it's actually something more akin to what the next thing I was going to bring up, which is the Montauk Air Force Base. You got this mm-hmm. all tied together. All right. I, I, I do. Montauk Air Force Station has a subterranean laboratory. Mm-hmm. Um, and quite honestly, like a lot of this particular Air Force Station is what the base in Stranger Things is based on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like very similar. Um, but uh, it uh, reportedly... Two guys, Preston B. Nichols and Alan Bielek, in the 80s, uh, found a time tunnel that had been being used in Montauk since 1943. 
like an anomaly. Nin- 1943, huh? Oddly enough. Interesting timing. W- weird time, right? <laughs> Interesting timing. I wonder... Well, go on. What what could have happened? What could have opened <gasps> such a time rift at that, that could time? have torn the space-time continuum <clears throat> open? Hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if George were here, he would say it was Hellboy, but... <laughs> well, it clearly. Is. Rasputin. Yeah. Ra-ra Rasputin. Uh, <laughs> I want to break... This is a great jumping-off point for uh, a side... If, if you're into time travel, listeners, uh, and, and you want to watch a film that will break your brain entirely, go seek out Primer. Oh, yeah. Primer is not easy watching. Primer is a film that you're going to need a flow chart to be able to understand exactly what's happening during the course of these events. Um, so what you're saying is there was a time tunnel. Was the time tunnel in operation since 1943? Yeah. Okay. So is the idea here that we could transport from any time since 1943 back to 1943? So it, that's where that's where the story gets a little loose. Okay, um, these guys said that while the working there, they were getting memories of having worked there previously in the forties. But but post nineteen forty three. Yes. Okay. This was in nineteen eighty. Okay. Well, and that that's the key point, and this is where the key of Primer winds up coming into place because the the entire conceit of the time travel within Primer is that you can't travel back to further than when the time machine existed. Yes. Okay. Okay. Right. So if you started the time machine in 1943, that's your zero point. Anytime, that's as far back as you can do exactly. it. Exactly. And okay. so this Montauk Air Force Base hmm. is precisely the exact same concept as the film Primer. So if you watch that, it's pretty easy to understand. Well, it's not easy to understand, but it, watching it, it becomes kind of clear that, like, conceivably, if we could construct this sort of machine <coughs> and it wasn't <coughs> in the back of a 1967 Corvette convertible. Right. Which I'll get to later. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Time machines are my favorite, guys. <laughs> But yeah, conceivably, you would have a hard endpoint as far as how back you know how far back you go. You can't go back further than when the machine itself was created, mm-hmm. right? You can't physically go back, right? Exactly, physically, but mentally, that's an entirely different I'm concept. Really like in this line in the sand, it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, what would, um, be, what would be the functionality of Montauk? Uh, it it would have to be. So, if they were using it. And this is oh. wild speculation. What have you done? I can brainstorm several ideas. <laughs> we go on. If you find it, if you find a time tunnel in 1943, mm-hmm. obviously moving yourself through time forward mm-hmm. and gaining intel yeah. on perhaps the way things played out, mm-hmm. and then coming back with that information. I've got an idea too. What do you got? What if you? What if you don't have the resources to win a battle and you're about to be overwhelmed? <clears throat> so you create a time portal. Yeah. And much like Bill and Ted left themselves the key to get out of the jail cell, you send yourself resources back in time uh-huh. so that you can then defeat your enemies. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Like I love that. Like <laughs> perhaps the plans for fission. Uh, <laughs> oh, I thought we were saying that Nazis what? invaded through time and not just to Argentina. Well, yeah, no, we all know I'm that. Is, what I'm saying is Manhattan Project. <laughs> cool. Okay, yeah, so interesting. let's jump off from here because yeah. this, this is my favorite part about time travel is because you can go any number of which to different directions. Do you guys ascribe to the single timeline theory or are we a multiverse? Multiverse, it multiverse. has to be. So what's the point? There is none. Okay, then why do it? 
don't. Well, <laughs> then it becomes a selfish exercise. Oh, yeah. that's, dude, if there if if existence is anything but I'll be damned. Yeah. You're not wrong. No, that's it, our point. It, <laughs> well, it you is have a, no idea. Well, you is, do have any idea how true that statement was. That's fantastic. Philosophical <laughs> <laughs> on underground files. Yeah. I find hey, it. We we may be all going through some personal right now <laughs> in, in this episode may let us be a little nihilistic i don't know you know what grinds my gears i find it really annoying <laughs> that you guys can go back in time to pretty much any time oh, that yeah. you wanted yeah don't you know <laughs> i'm just not allowed to that's what canada's for no. yeah you is get it, canadian time travel is it because no. of the restraining order <laughs> No, mo- mostly, I cannot go within 50 feet of Rita Hayward. Mostly. I'm not allowed to go within five years of 1980. <laughs> so, no. I go any time before 19-whatever, and I'm going to get burned as a witch. Because I'm wearing pants. Oh, oh, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, you guys yeah. could oh, effectively... Go wherever you want as far as the past is concerned. And, I have, there's a very isn't, short window. Uh, and for isn't me. that the whitest of privilege? <laughs> I want to go back to cowboy times and not get My sold wrong? for. I want to go back to the 1800s and not. You know, get, Katie, look, uh, just move to Mexico and start a brothel. Yeah, that was the plan anyway. Yeah, I'm, I know. You know, both <laughs> Katie, Corey, you're both. Absolutely correct on this, and I know we've mentioned this before on the podcast. I don't think it was on Underground Files, but time travel is absolutely a white privilege thing. Oh yeah. yeah. So, like, so some some fine Biff Tanning in the world <laughs> of time travel. This story comes from 2003 Weekly World News, a reputable resource. Story originated again. Uh, a man uh, skipped town. After coming into town unknown, making an investment of $800 into the stock market, in two weeks it was worth $350 million, (laughs) and he was gone. Nice. (gasps) That's amazing! (laughs) What a boss! Yep. So uh, it could not have been pure luck. Um, This guy essentially came in and made trades and wild investments on things that absolutely no one in their right mind would do. Yep. See, this is what I wish Kyle Reese would have done for me. <laughs> you, didn't want, you, don't want to say, you don't want him to save you from the you're, Terminator? Your you thing with to... Kyle is... Yeah. I'm under the impression, and I... That's just your boy as far as sci-fi goes, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I ripped this straight from a meme on Facebook, but I agree with it 100%. Kyle Reese has not come back yet. Trying to save me or kill me, I'm not doing anything wrong. True. <laughs> You're doing all right. True. Everything's <laughs> fine. <laughs> that's that's the soundest advice I've ever heard. You know. No one has asked me to come with them if I want to live. I'm not afraid of Terminators, but you know what I am afraid of? everybody the segment in which i out a lizard person and tell you how to avoid them you don't have to avoid this one because he's dead uh, this <laughs> week, i i i actually do avoid dead things <laughs> really? i poke them with a stick for what it's worth <laughs> shouldn't Same. play with them no uh this week we are going to talk about liberace 
<laughs> I am all but confident that he was a lizard person. I find him to be a very charming hedonism bot from Futurama. Just very, yeah, just I, 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 I have the theory that he just loved all things ceremonial and glamorous, and was just a glutton in all things human. I he, so he's the patron saint to you. No, is that what it is? The patron saint of lizard people is Liberace. No, I think <clears throat> because seriously, you're the most Liberace person ever. Like you would be I'm so the most about it. Person? Yeah, no, I'm extra. You'd be all about that. If you could walk around with a 20-foot feather train behind yeah, you. Yeah, no, I'm not knocking it. I'm <laughs> saying if I came to a different planet and that was an opportunity for me, absolutely. Are you kidding so, me? So, oh, 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 oh my God. Does that mean Siegfried and Roy are too? Then stop spoiling the episodes. I know this is the time travel one, but knock it off. It's just Siegfried. <laughs> is that why the tiger attacked him? Oh Jack. yeah! It didn't. It like sensed that he wasn't human, and it was like, mm-hmm. oh my god! Well, tigers are the tigers most also evolved that, lizard people. Tigers also don't what? make that noise. Yes, they do. No, they <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> Normally, when they fart. But <laughs> <laughs> so, um, one of my favorite, one of my uh, big things about him was he, uh, of course, child prodigy, which we know is a sign of a lizard person. Um, his teenage stage name was Walter Butterkeys. What? <laughs> no. Yes. Walter Butterkeys. No. Yes. God damn it. I'm How wrong. is Walter? He's good. Butterkeys. <laughs> um, something that a lot of people don't know about Liberace is he was critically hated. Like, people in the uh, pianist world were like, dude, this guy is a jerk. <laughs> Go off, surrounded Corey. by 12-year-olds. 12-year-old dads. <laughs> Time travelers. Good night, everybody. In the <laughs> classical music industry, they were like, we don't understand. He's way too gimmicky. He's way too into theatrics. His raw talent isn't there, which is a sign that it is the lizard people elite just... Just shoving him up the ranks. Yes, just like shooting him into the be all end all of piano players. Um, you, you, so there's a lizard person like hierarchy. Yes, and there's a lizard the, 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 at the the lizard meet. We'll call it <laughs> gathering. But yes. So at the lizard meet, they sit down and. Uh, they sit in a circle around uh, <laughs> around the heat lamp, and they say to each other, "Look, the seventies are not cheesy enough. What we need is we need somebody playing piano, and we need lounge music really pushed as far as it can go for the lounge and, lizards." And quietly in the back, a lizardy hand raises, and is like, "Can I wear sequins?" <laughs> I see it. That ties into my. <laughs> I see it so differently. For me, it's it's our costumes aren't playing properly. They know we're not people. How can no. we distract them from the seams of our skin? And it's that actually ties into trains. my next piece. That ties into my next piece of evidence of the fact that Liberace is a lizard person. Okay. So he uh, had beautiful, extravagant costumes, obviously, which he would hand clean himself sometimes. Gross. And um, he actually had a skin suit malfunction at one point. Gross. Um, his costume, he cleaned himself with uh, carbon tetrachloride. Oh. It got onto his skin and it started, and quote unquote, the fumes started messing with him and he went on to his <laughs> performance, whatever. It started eating through his skin suit and then he had to go to the hospital, lizard person infirmary, 
and he had a 20% chance to live. <gasps> okay, Ian just actually posted up a note that said dinosaur feathers Liberace question mark. Yes, you're not wrong. Getting back to its roots. Connecting the lizard and avian world yeah. together. Oh, man, that's terrifying. So back to the skin suit. No. He's just a pterodactyl person? <laughs> Yes. No, the, the 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 modern thought process is that most dinosaurs had some sort of feathery thing and played piano. <laughs> Thank you. Except for except for T Rex. <laughs> they were bassists. Uh, was able to play a modified piano, <laughs> and I imagine ukulele. Actually, the bass has a pretty long neck. The sodium tetrachloride ate through ate through his skin so uh, his skin suit so much that it was to the point where when he was in the hospital, he had a twenty percent chance to live and was even given his last rites. Made him miraculous recovery because they yeah. couldn't bring him back out with a giant hole in his suit with the with his lizard skin Wait, showing. Are you saying that he he died after somebody put salt on him? No, sodium <laughs> tetrachloride. Oh, oh, oh. I just okay. had the most amazing vision of Liberace like twisting his rings off and like little gas hisses escaping like <laughs> like it's the whole thing has to come off like Vader in that weird <laughs> chamber thing. Oh my god. I, I don't think you're wrong. I watched the movie I know I'm not. Um, on HBO that they made about him where yeah. Michael Douglas played him. And I uh, need to see this. And Matt Damon was like his understudy slash lover. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what, what a cinematic masterpiece. Right? And, um, you know, if you need to learn. That description makes me make Ian face. <laughs> <laughs> I got some news this week. Tell me some news. A couple, couple of things I want to talk about. Uh, one thing, first and foremost, we had kind of a bad week as far as famous people passing away. Yes. Yeah. On December 2nd, or January 2nd, pardon me, Mean Gene Okerlund, former WWE announcer, passed away, as did uh, stalwart Mark of my childhood, Super Dave Osborne, mm-hmm. and... Captain of Captain and Tennille. All three of these people died on January 2nd. All three of them spent their entire career with an, with an adjective name attached to them. And they all died at 76. Dude, it's the What's white, going on? Dude, it's the white lighter conspiracy all over again. It was all planned. You think so? Yes, obviously. I'm what? fighting so Super hard. Dave, what did Super Dave do to deserve to be on a plan? <laughs> By whose standards, Corey? I don't know. I don't think... Uh, Larry David? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Next week on Underground Files. <laughs> Does that feel like Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> Yes. Yes. The spirit of 76. That's I like correct. it. That's correct. Oh, man. Ian. Enough with the visual jokes. Yeah, auditory mediums, he's, Ian. Come on. He's it's setting them up for, them. for us to knock it down. It's good work. It's good work. Since December 14, count them, 14 feet, have washed up on shore in Washington State. Which ones? Left or right? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair amount of either. Aww. Yeah. No, they're um, coming from Canada, aren't they? So, yeah, British Columbia, uh, apparently 20 feet have appeared on the shores there. Yes. It's low tide. You know what's terrifying? About- where are, the, where are no, all these feet no, coming no, from? No, this is what's terrifying. The, where they, where the origin point where they've calculated they are coming from, in Canada, they aren't investigating them. They are not, they're like, no, it's fine. There's a bridge there that people sometimes will 
Okay, so the lizard people in Canada have opened a Buffalo Wild Wings that sells human. Yes. And they're just chucking the in the ocean like everybody else. Right. So what I don't understand is why is it just feet? That's because you've got to have chicken legs, man. You take the whole leg and you barbecue and you put it some buffalo. I'm gonna be. That's it. I'm gonna be Jason here for a second. And and foot removal. I'm gonna be Jason here for a second. Be practical. Yeah. Okay. It's a base jumping accident gone wrong. Twenty times in Canada and fourteen times in the U.S. They They just have poor quality control. Just don't have the standards we have in the U.S. People jump off the bridge. (laughs) Exactly. No, I, and the peg leg market is just booming. No, okay, but I can't explain God. why the feet specifically would be showing up. Are because they all- it's a serial killer and nobody's doing anything about Katie, it. Katie, is it not making declarations and let's ask a question? <laughs> hey, maybe she went back in time and knows this. So speaking of... Okay, it fun. was me. <laughs> Canada, or not Canada, pardon me. China. <laughs> six of one, six, half a dozen of the other. You, three billion of one, six, you know, whatever. Our president pronounces both of those the same way. <laughs> Jesus. China. China. Um, <laughs> successfully landed a craft on the dark side of the moon. Yes. Yeah. Where they found Pink Floyd. And so, they forgot flashlights. What the hell? <laughs> Just in time for the battery on my laptop. We're dying. Um, but so that, that's an interesting thing. The first big movement in the space race involving the moon in 40 years. Are we going yeah. to see a new jump off on a space race or are we just yes. over it as a country? No, no. You don't think so? No, I think I think with uh, the privatization of space travel mm. being your, your SpaceX and your whatever the hell Bezos is doing. Or is that SpaceX? Which one's Elon uh, Musk? That, no, SpaceX is Elon Musk. Okay. Yeah. So, He's going to put which, a car into orbit. Yeah, his own with a, with, right. and it was planned Tesla? I don't is that know. right? Or no, it was playing no, it was David playing Bowie. Like Rocket Man or something. It was playing David Bowie. Or, that might have been it. Yeah. Could they just put William Shatner in there and just be done with it? That like the actual <laughs> Shatner? No. I need him. Free Why? Enterprise, bitch, I need him. <laughs> <laughs> so So are they gonna find the moon Nazis? Yeah, uh, they're they're gonna find whalers. <laughs> We're whalers on the moon. Right next to we Finland. Carry a harpoon. No, it's not on the moon, Ian. It oh my god, exist. Japan is whaling again. Yeah. yeah. We did that. It's yeah. our fault. We outed them about Finland, Finland and they can't do it anymore. And so they were like, well, screw it. Well, if they we already know this. about that, it's our fault. So Time we, travel. Now we need to travel back and stop us from talking about Finland. <laughs> Star Trek 4. Just walks in, shut up. See, and it goes back to William Shatner and the f-ing whales. Oh, this is the best episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Jason. You were right about the cap coming off. <laughs> I think that about wraps it up, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I missed you guys. Thank you so much for being here. I really am excited to kick this off again. And thank you so much for joining us uh, again, listeners. Join us again next week when we make our own version of a turducken using an ostrich, a cuttlefish, and a very slow flat earther. Next week on the Underground Files. Got him. <laughs> You've been listening to AU Radio Underground Files. Music is provided by Cubby, PurplePlanet.com, and Bensound.com. Views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Adventures Underground. AU Radio Podcast is a production of Adventures Underground Copyright 2018 All Rights Reserved. If you'd like to contact the show, follow us on Twitter at AU underscore radio, Facebook 
at AU Radio Podcast, Instagram at AU.radio, or you can email the show at podcast at advunderground.com. You can also support this show and all the shows on AU Radio by becoming a patron of the AU Radio Network. Find us on Patreon as AU Radio at Adventures Underground. You can help us create this podcast and soon several others with as little as a dollar a month. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.